Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. Today we're with Marissa Moland of Hardly General and Melissa Nelson of Hungry Canyon to talk about the rural route ramble they put on in Moville, Iowa and the surrounding area every December. The Rural Route Ramble is a curated, self-guided shop hop through some of Northwest Iowa's rural communities. They're talking about how they provide a well-rounded shopping experience with food, shopping, coffee, and a little bit of something for everybody, even the guys. They're also taking us through their application process and how you can come be a part too. I know you're going to love this conversation, and if this gets you excited, I want you to seriously consider joining our Cultivate community. Inside the group, we have conversations a lot like this one. Cultivate provides the community, tools, resources, action steps, and network you need to take your revitalization efforts to the next level and keep gaining momentum. There are lots of perks for joining this group, and I've mentioned this before, but this is the group where I share my best ideas. For the month of September, you can come join our Cultivate community for free to see what it's all about. Find all the details at ruralrevival.co slash cultivate and use the code CULTIVATEFREE, all one word, all caps, for your free access. I hope to see you inside the group. And now we are on to the podcast with Marissa and Melissa. All right. Well, we're here with Marissa Moland of Hardly General and Melissa Nelson is back from Hungry Canyon. And we're talking today about Rural Route Ramble in Moville, Iowa. So guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. We're so happy to be here. Yes. Tell us a little bit starting out just about each of you and your individual businesses and maybe how you're connected to Moville. Uh, So I am Marissa Moland with Hardly General here in Moville. Uh, Moville, Iowa is where I grew up. I was born and raised, moved away for a number of years, and eventually knew it was a place that I wanted to call home again to raise my family. So when I came back to town, um, I was really struck by the amount of small businesses and exciting things that were going on in the community. And my family and I uh, were just really passionate about that and wanted to be a part of it. So last year, we purchased a space on Main Street that we now run as a small event venue and we host different community events, do different making, participate in our community farmers market and all sorts of things like that. And my name is Melissa Nelson. I grew up on a farm and cattle operation in Nebraska. Um, Went to school in Nebraska uh, through college and when I met my husband, who is originally from Northwest Iowa, I moved up here after graduation. Um, to marry him and start an agriculture nonprofit. And since then, um, my husband and I have grown our farm and our cattle operation, and we have two little boys. And um, I have a small business called Hungry Canyon, and it's um, all about farm and ranch-related greeting cards and gifts. And so I am a transplant to Moville and um, have really loved moving into this small town. It's a lot similar to the uh, hometown that I grew up in. And there's just a lot of really cool things happening here. And Marissa and I kind of became fast friends through our kids going to daycare together. And we just realized we were kindred spirits and loved small business and loved being busy and doing fun things in our town. And so that's kind of how we got together and became friends. 
I love it. So at some point in those conversations came this idea for Rural Route Ramble. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So at the time, we actually both had buses, which is another fun fact about yeah. us. <laughs> um, and the year was 2020. Obviously, December, it had been a really challenging year for small businesses. And our initial thought was, let's get together, fill these buses up with ladies and take them around and showcase all these small businesses that we know and love. Well, COVID didn't really agree with buses at the time. So we had that sort of light bulb moment and we decided, okay, let's make this even bigger and let's promote um, our entire area and a route that folks can go out and shop on their own. Yeah, so it's kind of a self-guided shop hop of sorts. And the first year that we did it, we had like 35 vendors in maybe like, what do you think, like eight to 10 small towns in Northwest yeah. Iowa. Um, and we wanted them to be rural towns. You know, we wanted to get people out to our small towns to see the small businesses that we have to offer there. And um, since then, it has grown. This is our third year. And last year, we had about 50 vendors in 14 small towns across Northwest Iowa. And we're really excited to see how many we get this year. The applications have been rolling in. We just released that about oh, just a couple of days ago this weekend. So we're really excited to see who gets to be on the route this year. Absolutely. So you kind of took a risk launching this during COVID. Were you surprised by the turnout and how well it was received? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, if we all think back to 2020, we all had that hope that, you know, in a month it'll be better, in a month it will be better, and we, it wasn't necessarily getting better. <laughs> so, um, but luckily with the event being spread out, we were able to really encourage that. We wore masks and people showed up, you know, they were ready for it. And, and thankfully we were able to drive them into those small businesses who had had, a, of course, a challenging year. Yeah, and another thing that I think is important to note is that it was right around the holiday season. So there was people that were excited about getting together with their families for Christmas and uh, shopping for those um, different gifts. And so it, we were able to support those small businesses right at the holiday season. In a time where they really needed it too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're strategically located not too far from Sioux City, which would be like the nearest city. For me, that's like the nearest Target, which is kind of how, you know, we judge things in rural America, Targets and Walmarts, right? Miles to Target is <laughs> yeah. an important metric. <laughs> so was the goal to try to draw people out from Sioux City and did that work or what has the audience been? That was kind of the goal. You know, we live out here in the rural part of the state and we have we love our small towns and we wanted people that maybe live in a more populated area to see what we have going on out here because I mean, we look at all our vendors and we have people in tiny towns having major businesses and they're so cool and we just want to show people that. And we did have a lot of people in Sioux City that did come out. And I think it's kind of fun you think about the people that like take vacation days to do the rural route ramble and they take off from their job in the city and they come out to our towns and they they shop. So it's an application process and your vendors go through that so you can curate who's part of the hop, right? Absolutely. Not the, hop, the ramble. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Um, so we do, we put out an application with some loose guidelines around what we're looking for. We don't want it to be too rigid because we've had luck with all sorts of different types of vendors, you know, health markets, a brewery. Uh, we have some things for men that are really interesting. Um, so it's pretty loose there, but we put out some guidelines and we want to curate an event that when our shoppers come, they know what to expect and they can really get a well-rounded shopping experience, especially if you're targeting that holiday shopping and your Christmas list, we wanna make sure that we give you a little bit of something for everyone on the route. Yeah, and it's not just shopping, you have food trucks and all kinds of things, right? Yeah, so we try to make it, like Marissa said, like really well-rounded. We want there to be food in different places. We want there to be coffee shops. We want there to be a little bit of home decor, a little bit of, um, women's clothing, men's clothing, self-care, health items, like all these different things that our little shops can offer. So a little bit of something for everybody. I love it. Talk about going outside the box and, and having that bigger vision outside of just your community. I feel like you've not only made an impact through that on the businesses in the area, but the towns that they're a part of. Absolutely. Um, you know, there are so many special things in our small towns and so many that we don't necessarily travel to that of course that's what we want to be highlighting. And when I look at the ramble and the map, I kind of think of my time of living in a metro area. Maybe you can relate to this, Deanna, but people will drive to another suburb for 30 minutes or 25 minutes to get to the mall. And we don't always have that mindset in rural America. So I think for us, we're really looking at, okay, this hour radius, we have all the same things. You just have to know what town to go to, what little shop. Um, and then along the way, you can find a lot of really cool things as well. And you're supporting local and you're supporting rural. So, you know, shopping small has been kind of a trend in shopping the last, I don't know, 10 to 15, 20 years. And so it's gotten really popular, especially through COVID. And that's exactly what we found. And so we were uh, very excited to showcase that back when we first started. And it's only grown since then. Yeah. So talk about that. How has it evolved since year one? So not only in size, um, but in scope and everything. I think, uh, first of all, we did add another person to our planning committee because uh, Marissa and I both as young moms that have little kids, we just don't, and we both have full-time jobs. There's just a lot of things happening in our schedule. And so we said, we really need another set of hands. And it had become more work than we maybe anticipated. <laughs> um, fun work that we really, really love, but it was just, we need an extra set. So um, we added our friend Carrie, and she is kind of our food expert, which is great. She nice. has a catering company, and um, some of Marissa and I have some other side hustles that we plan events in small towns. And she has done charcuterie workshops for us, and she's always part of our event in some way with offering her charcuterie and catering. So um, Carrie has become kind of our food expert. And so she's helping us figure out, okay, where are we, where are the holes in our map for food? How can we find um, things that our shoppers are looking for, which is quick, fast, good quality food that they can get on the way. And so she's really helping us with that. And that has been a huge help for both of us. Um, so we can all focus on our skill sets and our strengths, and that's for sure hers. So that's one of the ways that it's evolved. Uh, another way that we've evolved is we are adding ambassadors along our route. So when we first got going, it was so fun for Melissa and I to be on the entire route, and we were out there the whole time. But now as it's gotten busier, we know we need hands in that area as well. So we will have a group of ambassadors out there 
taking photos, um, enjoying the route, uh, talking to shoppers this year, and kind of helping be our boots on the ground, which we're really excited about. And we're also looking at um, adding just additional photo ops and areas for friends to gather and different uh, pieces there. So how about this year? Any new additions that people haven't experienced before that you're adding in? So while we primarily bring women in for the ramble, there are those husbands that are coming along, or obviously there's men in our communities as well. So this year, we have some opportunities for some man-friendly type uh, businesses and different things. So we're going to target that a little bit as well, because there's nothing we love more than seeing a husband along the route. So we're going to make it fun for them. Good. And how about kids? Kids are absolutely welcome. It does get busy, so mm -hmm. I think as moms of young children, we would say it depends on how you want to enjoy the ramble. Right, it's up to you. <laughs> it's yeah. your journey, and we support you either way. Very good. But there are places along the route to shop for kids. We have yes. a couple. We have a new vendor from last year, um, and a couple that have applied for this year that are kid friendly and kid focused. So there's quite a few kid options uh, around the ramble. Very good. So we talk about our friend Carrie, who is the uh, charcuterie queen in our in our minds, and. We had this idea, uh, Marissa and Carrie and I kind of all put it together together, but it's uh, called Carcuterie. And it's kind of hard to enjoy a grazing board of charcuterie in your car while you're rambling from town to town and shop to shop. So uh, Carrie has put together a portable Carcuterie and it is gonna be so much fun uh, to be able to have people enjoy the charcuterie as they ramble from town to town. Absolutely. We have learned that the, I'll say ladies, because we have primarily ladies, even though uh, men join as well, but they don't want to stop shopping. They want to roll and have their good snacks. So this way we, you can still have your girl experience with your friends, but you're on the road. It's going to be really cute. I love yeah. that. That is so fun. I think we need to trademark carcuterie. I, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. yeah, the branding's good. You're going to love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> um, another thing that we added last year that we didn't do the year before that I'm hope, we're hoping we can continue is we did a big giveaway for a rural gal's night out. And so we found some rural Airbnbs in our small towns, and they were so accommodating. And those um, Airbnb owners actually donated the use of their Airbnb for the Friday night of the ramble. And so... We asked some of our other vendors to throw in some packaged gifts. So um, like we had some snacks and desserts and drinks and things like that, that each of the winners got and they got to stay a night in the Airbnb. So they had the true rural girls night out. And we're kind of toying with the idea this year, I have a call out to the redneck limos out of Battle Creek <laughs> and we're going to have, because what other, what's the best way to transport, the best mode of transportation in a rural area is the redneck limo. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you're all about the experience because that really is what makes it so, I mean, there's so many great parts of it, but that makes it really fun. Yeah. I think that's a, a lot about Marissa because Marissa, she, like her, even her business, like Hardly General is all about the experience and the atmosphere and the little details. And so when we all get together, we just kind of feed off of each other and it's, it's what we want to do. We're making it really for us, but it's for everybody else. You know, like when we started it, we said, wow, this would be really fun for you and I to get our friends together and do this. And then we're like, no, everybody has to be part of this. We have to share this with the world. And so we're creating it for ourselves, but really everybody gets to just join in. 
I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. If you don't live in Northwest Iowa, just make the trip over. It's going to be really fun. It's worth the drive. Absolutely. The um, experience of the weekend and the feeling of it is really something unique. Um, it's hard to put into words, I think, but people are just happy to be out and meeting new people along the route. Uh, we actually have our shoppers wear a bag tag that advertises or has our logo so you can recognize other people who are out shopping and doing the ramble as well. And when you feel the energy of all those people connecting and meeting these makers and vendors, it's really something special. It's really fun. Yeah. What have been some of your keys to working together and working with the shop owners? There's a lot of people involved that it takes to put this on. Um, that's another thing I'm going to give kudos to Marissa. Um, her full-time job is managing people and managing a lot of people. And so she has a lot of skills in people management and um, coordination of things, right? You're, you're like logistics. What's your title? Yeah. We're in logistics, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like the logistics of this is right up her alley. So um, I feel like we do a good job of communicating to each other about, okay, and we're both similar personalities so we live by lists and we have a group message where we text back and forth with ideas with Carrie and we have an Excel spreadsheet that has all the things in it and <laughs> it's kind of been nice this third time around that we have the you know like the verbiage from last year for the emails that we send out to the vendors and we have the social media copy that we used last year for the vendors and we have we're just collecting all this data that we can keep using year after year and it's really getting easier. So that's kind of kind of fun that it's grown that way. It definitely is. And um, we are certainly a divide and conquer style team. Um, I love doing the logistics. Uh, talking to people and communicating is my cup of tea. And Melissa is our graphic designer. So she helps everything look really pretty. And I think that's the key to success sometimes. Get an, get an artistic friend and then you'll definitely look like you're a professional. <laughs> yeah, it does look great. Thank you. We're very excited. It's only going to look better because we've yeah. been working on some really cool things that are just going to make it look like the branding is on point. We're excited mm -hmm. about it. I'm a big fan of branding. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I feel like in this process, too, you have created a new community of small business owners, right? You've kind of brought everybody mm -hmm. together. And we can feel sometimes alone out in our small towns like, if you're just the only shop in town, that can be hard. So to have like this group that's bigger than you, bigger than your town to be a part of is really something special for these business owners too. I think that's definitely true. We feel really lucky to get to know them. Um, the first year, we certainly both felt incredibly lucky that we threw out this wild idea in late October, early November, mm -hmm. and we had so many talented business owners jump right on board and join us. So they certainly deserve a lot of credit as well for helping us build that community. And it just continues to grow and get stronger. And it's part of what makes it really fun for us as well. I think one of the things that as business owners and as people who do things like this is collecting the metrics at the end, like, okay, how, how did this deal? What do you think we can do better next year? What is the tangible or quantitative number that you can give us that showed an increase in sales or increase in customers? Because we use that to grow our event and to get more vendors and to um, get more social media coverage and news coverage. And we can say, hey, we had like 2,000 shoppers last year that we could count. Um, and our vendors had like an increase in sales in X amount. And 
this is a really cool thing that you could be a part of. And so I think that's one thing that you know, we've gotten better at each year that we've done is collecting that data at the end to use to our advantage to continually improve it. I love it. So a couple of questions for the upcoming Rambo. So what are the dates? December 2nd and 3rd. It's a Friday and Saturday. Uh, the times for shopping this year are Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. One of the things that we found in our data collection over the last couple of years, these evaluations that we have shoppers and vendors fill out, is that shoppers were really looking for consistent times of the businesses being open. And that was one thing we had no idea the first year. So we just, we had this crazy Excel spreadsheet that anybody could look at that had the times that were, you know, everyone's open hours. And it was fine, but it was just kind of difficult to gauge where you could shop and plan your route. So we make that one of the things on our application that they have to agree to as a vendor is that you're open a set amount of time so that we can make it all cohesive. Yep, I think that's a big benefit to helping people find these businesses too. We all love our small businesses, but a lot of times it's one person. So they don't have the same hours as Target. That's just the way it's gonna be. So this is a great opportunity that you get those extended long hours and you can find all the magical things that are out there in rural Siouxland. Can people, can vendors still apply to be a part? Our application will be open until November 1st. So there is time to apply and we'll be reviewing those and excited to see them rolling in. Awesome. And is there a charge to apply or to be a vendor? Yeah, so we have three different levels of participation for our vendors. Um, the first level is um, the lowest amount, and it just basically gets you on our list. Anytime we talk about the Ramble and share all of our vendors at the same time, your name is on that list. The next level up gets you a little bit more coverage, and we actually like post specifically about your business. You get some special graphics that are Real Route Ramble branded that you can use on your, your business social medias. Um, and then the top level includes, you know, all those things, but also some professional photos from uh, photographers that we bring along with us, which that's one thing that we have really, really benefited from is having some photographers that go with us. And we have some good friends and family that are, are really good with a camera and they um, have that eye. And so those photos have gone a long way with us. But what a benefit to a business that maybe doesn't have that skill set or that in their back pocket. We want to provide that for you. And so they'll get some uh, professional images and then also they will get some additional coverage on social media and our brand ambassadors will be prioritizing those businesses. Very cool. Something that was important to us as we determine our levels and of vendors is we wanna make sure that we are offering a really well-rounded product for them, but also that we are keeping that lower level. So a really small business who's maybe not comfortable investing or, you know, wants to dip their toe in, we want to always keep that opportunity for them. And I think we've been pretty successful with offering those different options. One thing I'll say too about the vendor levels and the participation rates is that 100% of that money goes back to promotion of the event um, and it goes towards the event itself it's not like we're doing this to get rich today you know we're not we're not doing that so we're here to use that money to promote the event and to promote these small businesses I love it so if someone's listening from out of town even out of state and they want to come pop up is that an option 
Absolutely. We would love to have them. Uh, So the way we do it is some of our pop-up vendors apply with the location in mind, but we also have an option where you can apply as a vendor and we help find a home for you along the route, whether it's within another shop, in a pop-up location that we've determined. And that's also a really fun way to showcase the different buildings and spaces that are in these small communities that may not be occupied by businesses today. So that's an added benefit when we get to fill those buildings. Absolutely. And we try really hard if you have a pop-up business um, to put you in a place that fits your business. So, um, you know, if we have multiple candle makers along the route, we're not going to put them in the same town. If we have multiple, um, a coffee pop-up, we're not going to put a coffee pop-up in a town that has a coffee shop, you know? So we're thinking very strategically about where to put those businesses, where their clientele is going to be, and uh, really making sure it's a good fit for them and for the town. I love it. Okay, so for people who aren't going to be vendors, but they want to come attend, is there places for people to stay overnight, like if they're going to make a road trip out of it? That's a good question. And I've been thinking about this the last couple of days. We need to make a list of all of the lodging locations Mm -hmm. because we've had some messages already that Um, Marissa has responded to about uh, where we're coming from out of town. Where can we stay? So um, I think it'd be fun to create a list of like rural Airbnbs and rural hotels and um, places that people can stay because it really is worth the drive. Yeah, absolutely. This is such a cool experience and you guys put a lot of work into it. And so how do we follow along and find out all the details, the map, all that good stuff? Yes, the best way to find us is on social media, Follow at Rural Route Ramble on either Facebook or Instagram. And through that, we'll be sharing highlights of all the vendors. And then the key information comes out a few weeks before the big event. We will have a printable uh, map along with kind of a packet that tells you about what businesses are in which towns. And the GPS map is extremely helpful. You can pull it up on your phone and navigate to all the shops and see descriptions of them through that and find your way through rural Siouxland. So Marissa found out today that the map that we shared last year had 21,000 views on it. (gasps) Yes. So yeah, it's, I think, bigger than we think. And I'm sure there's people looking at it multiple times, but 21,000 views is a lot. So absolutely, that was really cool. And we really encourage, um, or our thought process is also that even if you can't make it the weekend of the ramble, go ahead and take a look at our resources, look at the map, find out where those businesses are, go follow their social medias. And whether you shop the first week in December or not, you're going to be able to find some local treasures out in our area. Yeah. Well, I just want to say great job. I mean, just that 21,000 views on the map, that's huge. That's what you're doing for these communities and these businesses is huge. And I just love your heart. We're kindred spirits about our love for small towns and all things rural. And so well done. Thanks, Dana. That Thank means you. a lot coming from you because we really look up to you, too. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. We certainly do. We're honored to be here. Uh, and your podcast is very inspiring to us. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Man, all the feels today. Well, what's next? Anything else we need to know about? Melissa and I have definitely found that we are so passionate about bringing events to our small communities through the Ramble. Uh, the Rural Route Ramble is where we started but we can see an opportunity for some different events as well. We've actually dabbled in that ourselves throughout the course of this year, some smaller, more targeted events. So we're, um, 
we're also focusing on a Meet Me on Main Street movement. Uh, you can actually find our website is meetmeonmainstreet.co. And through that, we will continue to find ways to bring people into our small communities. Moville is a focus of ours, being our hometown, but we want to continue to provide vibrant experiences here that you could find in any city or metro area. We just believe that small towns can offer the same things, and we look forward to continuing to do so. I love it. We will link to all of that in our socials. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. This has been great. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Well, I love these ladies and all of their creative ideas to draw people to our small town main streets and businesses. And I just love to see how this is taking off for them. This year is going to be a really fun event. If you're anywhere in the area the first week of December, I hope you can make plans to come be a part. Just a reminder to go check out our Cultivate community for free this month only. And you can get signed up at ruralrevival.co slash cultivate with the code cultivate free all one word, all caps. Huge thanks to Marissa and Melissa for being on the podcast and inspiring us all. And thanks to you for tuning in. Have a great day, everybody.